I'm excited you're here to be part of something truly transformative. It's the Living Lit journey. Living Lit is all about embracing intentional living, igniting your passions, and connecting with a community that's dedicated to blooming brightly, just like the lotus flower in our logo. If you are seeking daily inspiration, authentic connection, and the tools to live each moment with purpose, this is the place for you. Let's support each other in our quest for a more vibrant and meaningful life. With each episode, I will be briefly sharing my insights or I'll have a guest that's sharing their living lit journey. Jump in, share your light, and let's keep each other living lit. Thank you so much for your support. Hope you enjoyed today's show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Living Lit. I have a friend with me today, Stacy Bright. Hello, Stacy. She wears many hats, and once you get to know her, you'll find her as fascinating as I do. And let me tell you, she's just a spark of energy in our community. But what we wanted to talk about today, and she's going to really explain how this even came about, her involvement in the community, the Grayson County Child welfare board, how that even came about. But just in the spirit of living lit, let me just give you just a, a brief story. So Stacy had a circumstance in her life several years ago that really just life totally spun a totally different direction. And she had to really face some, some ugly realities and figure out what life was really about for her because life was not what it used to be just like overnight it was gone and so just really in her what did you call it you said my come apart stage of life yeah. um, when things were just really unraveling her coping mechanism was really just throwing herself of service in our community and yeah well, my first coping mechanism and it was a complete come apart there, there was a lawsuit there was a divorce there was just the loss of a business like complete come apart and the change that take place in your family and your your friend circle and all of that mm. yes and my original coping mechanism was wine and frozen yogurt. But I, I realized early on that that was definitely not sustainable and that I didn't want to be, I wanted to stay around for a little while. I had had some, some issues with cancer, you know, 20 years prior. So I didn't want to mess around with inviting any illness back into my life. So at that point I had to say, okay, what, how can I make it through this without drinking wine every night or eating frozen yogurt every night? And so that's when I realized somehow I got started. I got asked to be of service. I got asked to join service league. Actually it was trying to service league. Yeah, service league. yeah that's what I was thinking. That's where it started. That's where it started. And what I found was once I started being of service to others, that lightened the burden. It lightened the grief. It gave me a respite from that deep, deep, deep grief that I was feeling. And it gave me just a moment of time not to be feeling what I was feeling. And so I realized, wow, this is something that I could really throw myself into. And I sure did. So I joined the North Texas Youth Connection Board, the Child and Family Guidance Center Board, the Child Welfare Board. Um, I volunteered at the soup kitchen. I just did so many different things in the community. And that's all I did for a period of about two to three years. Do you think, you know, I'm just listening to that thinking, I mean, number one, that was a gift to the community at the same time, nurturing your soul. But 
the other part of me is thinking, you know, staying busy like that and being needed like that probably was part of what filled you at that at that time, being needed in a different capacity and then being busy. So you are distracted from other ways of coping, right? Yes, definitely. It was a distraction. Um, seeing other people going through harder times was also helpful. It gave me perspective of, okay, yes, I've got it bad, but there's people that have it worse. And so it gave me a different perspective as well and compassion and empathy. And when I'm, you know, feeling for someone else and I'm helping someone else, I can't think about myself and my own problems. So yes, I think there's a, a big piece of that that is a distraction in a good way. Yeah. So, but we wanted to really talk about the welfare board right now, right? Because I know that there is a, a well, gosh, we've got so many needs in our community, but this is a big area of lack, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Explain what the Child Welfare Board's job is in our community or communities around the United States, and then, you know, go from there. Okay. So the Child Welfare Boards were, are set up to support the foster kids, the kids that are in the foster system. So we support CPS and all the kids that are in the foster system by raising money and paying for things that the state doesn't pay for. So the state will pay for medical and uh, things of that nature. But when it comes to extracurricular activities, if they want to play a sport, the, the state doesn't pay for that. Clothing, the state does pay for a, a little bit of clothing, but we actually go above and beyond that. So we raise money and we supplement what the state, the little bit that the state does give, and we come in and augment that. So we have a grant program for kids that are in foster care. If they want to play in the band, we'll buy them an instrument. If they want to play in a sport, we'll buy their equipment. So anything that, if they want to go to horse camp in the summer, we will pay for that for them to go to camp and to have those enrichment opportunities. Um, that's what that grant is for. So we do that. But a couple of years ago, we we started noticing that, you know, yes, it's great to buy kids clothes and it's great to get them in extracurricular activities. But what we were really needing were families because we had at the time we had about 150 kids in foster care and we only had about 12 foster families that were accepting kids. So what was happening is these kids were getting not only taken away from their family, but then they were getting sent away from Grayson County. So they were losing their community. They were losing their friends. They were losing their church. They were losing, you know, the adults in their life. Oh my gosh. Yes. Being sent as far down as Houston and Dallas and like big cities. And you can imagine the culture shock of that and the trauma. It's like re-traumatizing the children going through that big of a loss. And so we decided a couple of years ago that we were really going to, we were going to still do all the things that we were already doing, but we were actually going to expand our scope of work to where we really start supporting and growing our foster families because being a foster family is really, really hard work. You can imagine you're bringing kids into your home that have been neglected and abused. All the familiar things. And helping them heal and you become their family. And for a period of up to, you know, 12 to 18 months, you are that everything to that child. And so we know it's a hard job and we want, so we decided we were going to wrap support around our families so that we can, you know, keep them in the game longer because the longer a foster parent stays in the foster system, the stronger they get and the more knowledgeable they get and the wiser they get, then they can take the harder cases. Because sometimes when you get a child that's 13, 14, 
and they've been in, you know, abuse and, and trauma, they're hard, they're hard cases. And so those kids even have worse placements than the smaller children. And so we really want to just long lengthen the, the time that foster families can stay in and feel supported. So as we started unfolding, you know, how can we support these families? We came up with a program that I'm so excited about. And it's a way that, you know, because we can throw money at this all day long, but money can only go so far. And what we need is community supporting community. So we hear all the time people say, I want to help, but I don't know how. I want to be of service, but I don't know how. And so we've created multiple buckets that people can fit in. And we believe that these children belong to all of us. We are the village, this community, all of us, these children belong to all of us. We are the village. I love that. I mean, that's taking ownership of yeah. these children. We are the village. Yes. And that's we as in Grayson County, all the people in Grayson County, all of the community. And so what we've done is we've created buckets where people can fill in, in ways that are enriching to their lives. So this one program that I want to talk about is our, we call it adopt a foster family program. So okay. the idea is we have one foster family. Right, let's articulate, adopt a foster family. Yes. Okay. We have one foster family and then we wrap five different families around that family. So community members can sign up to adopt a foster family and provide something for that family on an ongoing basis. And it can be whatever it is that you provide. You can imagine, think about a family with six kids in their house. What are they going to need? They're probably going to need some help with babysitting or help with house cleaning or help with meals. And so people can sign up and say, hey, I want to provide a meal for a foster family once a, once a week. Once a week, I want to cook for them or once, once, or, or, Hey, I'm a contractor. I want to take care of their home maintenance. I'll take care of whatever they need for their home maintenance or a lawn care service or house cleaning service or things of that nature where just people can jump in on any level that's easy for them to jump in. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. This was such a beautiful thing. The very first foster family that signed up for this program, I was talking to her and she lives out at the Gary Foundation, which um, provides free housing for foster families, but they require them to have six kids. So she is a foster mom. She is also a full-time worker that travels for her job. So her and her husband work full-time and they have six kids. Two are adopted and then four fosters. And she does it without breaking a sweat. She's amazing. So I was talking to her. I said, how can, what would make your life easier? Like, how can we wrap support around you? And she said, well, first of all, this house is fantastic and I love living here but my housekeeping kind of falls through the cracks. And I thought, well, yeah, I could completely understand that, completely understand. So she's like, first of all, housekeeping. Keeping. Second of all, I've got six kids in different activities during the week. And so it's impossible for me and my husband to be at every single activity all week. So it would be nice to have somebody who acted like a grandparent that just came and took this child to their, to sit there and to cheer for them and to take them to their game and be there with them. And so that would be helpful for the children and for us. So the other thing was babysitting. She said, if I have to take one kid to the doctor, which, you know, when you get a new placement, they have to go to the doctor within the first week. I have to take all six kids. When I go to register a kid for school, I take all six kids. Like whatever I go to do, I'm taking six kids with me. 
So having somebody that's, that can be a babysitter for the kids, just so I can run to the doctor with one kid would be a huge blessing. So I was, so I said, okay, great. Thank you for all that information. We're going to try to, we're going to see what we can do to get you some help. We launched on a uh, Monday and by Wednesday, we had our very first community member. We call them community allies that signed up. Community allies. And this is the families that are supporting the families that have foster children. Yes. So these are normal everyday families in our community. And you're calling them, what you say it again? Community what? Allies. Allies. Okay. So she signed up and she said, and so I called her, I said, how are you? What do you, you know, what do you want to do? What, what do you do? And she says, I just started a cleaning service and I want to clean for a foster family. <laughs> okay, but that's not even the crazy part. The foster mom lives in the SNS school district. Uh-huh. And this woman lives in the SNS school district. It was the most synchronistic, beautiful thing ever. But this woman said, she said, I was a foster kid and I was adopted at nine years old out of the foster system. I know what it's like to live in a foster home. And she said, and we didn't have support. So I would be honored and it would be such a blessing for me to be able to do this. And so they got connected. So now every other week, the, the, the foster mom has a house cleaner coming to her house to help her manage and keep her house organized and clean. It, and and the, the house cleaner was like, thank you so much for providing this opportunity. I always wanted to help, but I didn't know how. So it was just a beautiful combination of services. And, and her company is called Royal Cleaning, by the way, if anybody needs a cleaning company. She's the Yes, you are there. But I even think about laundry. Like if you're working full time and you have eight people in the house, six of which are children, and they're all busy with sports, so that's at least two changes of clothes a day. How do you even keep up with laundry? I mean, like that's probably another service that somebody loves doing laundry and would love to come to laundry. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Or pick up the laundry and go to the laundry mat and throw what is it? You can get like six loads in one washing with yeah. 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 So the second community ally that stepped mm-hmm. up to the plate, she and her husband, her husband wants to be a foster family and she has small young children and she's just not in a headspace to do it right now. It's just too much to think about throwing that into the mix as well as, you know, mothering her own child and, and healing from her own childhood trauma. She had her own stuff. And so she, when she heard about this program, she was so excited because it gave her an opportunity to be a part of the foster system without being a foster parent at this mm-hmm. moment in time. And so her and her husband were so excited to do this. And so what they signed up to do was one is for babysitting. So they're going to you know go through the back because you have to have background checks and be licensed, approved by the, the, the yeah. um, to do that. Yes. So um, they want to do babysitting. They want to run errands for a foster family. And then they also, this is something that's so, so important. And you and I had talked about this before. We had a family a few years back that had six teenagers, all teenagers. And by the time teenagers get into the foster system, they're pretty shut down. It's really hard to reach them and to bond with them. But what she told me was if we go bowling or we go to a ball game or we go do Mm -hmm. something fun, they really Mm -hmm. start to open up. And we can take that opportunity to bond with them and to create mm-hmm. a bond with them. But you can imagine how much it costs to take six teenagers and two adults mm-hmm. to a ball game. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. or bowling. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's just not something we can do. And so that's one of the, the, the items on the checklist for people if they want to be a part of that. It could be as simple as, hey, I want to donate X number of dollars per month for you and your mm-hmm. family and your kids to go have a bonding experience. So that was something that she signed up for. So babysitting errands and then $200 a month for this foster family to be able to go out and have fun with their kids and create those bonding experiences for them. And so she, and she said, you know, I'm only available during these hours because my husband's on call. And so I can't be, you know, babysitting at night because I don't know if I'll, you know, I'll have my kids. And so she said, these, these are the hours I'm available for babysitting. These are the hours I'm available for errands, running errands. And this is the amount of money we want to spend each month. And so I was able to connect them with a family that's also out of the Gary Foundation. So they will have six kids. They have two adopted and then two fosters and they're open for two more who wants to go out and have fun with their kids and bond with their kids. And so they actually get a babysitter and the bonding experiences all with one person. And the beautiful thing about this is it's one Mm -hmm. family and one family. So they create bonds. Right. Now they're becoming like an extended family. Yeah. So you really are adopting the foster family. You get to know the family. You get to know the kids. You get to know what they need. And if there's something else you can offer, then that's great. And if not, that's okay too, because there's going to be four other families wrapped around them. So it's not all on one family. You do all the things. You just, you sign up for what's comfortable for you. So we're creating buckets for people to jump in and say, yes, we want to be a part of this. And here's what we can commit to. Even if it's just, I'm going to load a DoorDash card every month for this amount and give it to a foster family. Like that, it can be as little as that. It doesn't have to be cleaning somebody's house. You know, not everybody has the bandwidth or the resources to do that, but a lot of people can just load a DoorDash account. What I love the conversation of just really figure out what, what is something that you have that you can offer that's authentic and true to who you are rather than just checking a box or, you know, having to pick from one or two things that are available. I mean, like you really can do this in your own authentic way Yes. and, and create that sense of purpose, which mm-hmm. really then really gives us passion and, and fuels us for living life. That's what we want. We want you to take your passion and bring it to these mm-hmm. foster families that creates such a beautiful synergy and support that can impact a child's life in a big, mm-hmm. big way. So you're right. It could be anything that people are passionate about. People can come over and read to a kid, even if they just come over once a week and spend time with the kids. Help them more. Good gosh. I know when the kids, especially once they get into the fourth and fifth and sixth grade math, it gets a little hard to help them with homework. But, it, you know, in some schools, it's expected that parents are helping their kids with homework. Well, with the house full of kids, how do you do that? And get them bathed and fed and in bed in time. Right. Yeah, if somebody has a special skill set, we would love to hear about it. I talked to a foster mom just a few, just earlier today, mm-hmm. and she said, the thing we need, we need babysitters for a five-year-old kid who has tantrums. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has the skill set and the ability to, to help a five-year-old mm-hmm. who's been abused, mm-hmm. like bruises abused, mm-hmm. that has tantrums. And sometimes mm-hmm. he throws things, and sometimes he bites. It's a special skill set that somebody would need to have. So if there's somebody that has that skill set, you know, something very unique like that, mm-hmm. chances are there's a foster family that needs whatever it is. So how does someone connect? I mean, like, is there a website to go to or how do you want people to reach out who are, are 
wanting to, to help in their way. They can go to our website, which is a really long one, but it's easy. It's GraysonCountyChildWelfareBoard.com. <laughs> so if you go to that website, there's a, a place where you can say get involved and it shows you all the ways you can get involved. This, what we've been talking about today is the Adopt a Foster Family Program. And so Adopt you can click Family Program. Okay. You click that, it'll take you to a Google Sheet the Google form and it'll ask you some questions. So you just fill out all the questions and then you'll get a phone call or an email from a board member where we will schedule a zoom call with you and talk through what it is you want to participate in or what, what your, you know, what your specialty is. And then we will match you with a foster family that has a need for what it is you have. What a beautiful way to serve our community. And, um, I know there's, there's so many different opportunities out there, but this is like, this gives you an opportunity to be part of something that changes a kid's life. Yes. Yes. And if anybody is on the fence about, you know, I kind of like to foster, but I'm not real sure. This is a beautiful way to dip your toe in and mm -hmm. know a foster family and see firsthand what it's like and learn about the system before you jump in. Absolutely. Well, for the sake of time, I want to wrap it up, but I wanted you to also have an opportunity to add anything that you wanted before we do. Well, I just want to say that I know your passion for living lit and living lit authentically. And um, I want to say that, you know, being of service is definitely a way to get lit up and to find your passion. Because if you don't know what your passion is, being of service can can show you what that is. If you follow what you're inspired to do um, and be of service, it really can light up your life. You were involved in, in several different areas themed around family and children. And then from there really found where you, your, your services could be, could make more impact because sustainability of serving in all of these other capacities sometimes can get a little overwhelming. So try them all out, see what they're all about, and then find what really truly speaks to you. I think that that's really important. I think I think that as a community, finding where we can be of service is really important in a big or little way. But like you said, that's that's really what feeds our soul and, and fuels us and, and ha helps us live that lit life. So thank you so much. It makes the world a better place. It makes the world a better place. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. For those of you listening, uh, Stacy told you where to find the Grayson County Child Welfare Board, how you can get involved, just find your place, find your thing and, and do your thing in your own way. If you are new to the show and have not subscribed, please do so. Give us a thumbs up if you haven't done that and share. This is, it's really important. This, this may not speak to you, but it may speak to someone else. So I think this is a really important show for you to share because you just don't know whose life you could change by giving them an opportunity to serve in this way. So please keep, don't keep this a secret, share it with somebody because you just don't know who needs this in their life. And we certainly know the need is bigger than what we have the capacity right now. So share, share, share. This is a big, important request. So thank you all very much. And thank you, Stacy, for being here. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you. Thank you.